Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Say Something Interesting. This is the follow-up podcast from East Lake Tri-Cities. My name is Brent. With me is my friend Megan. Hello. We are recording this live on a Tuesday morning up in the uh, studio here at the Uptown Theater. And uh, however you're listening to it, us, uh, whether it's through our app, which would be awesome if you haven't downloaded <laughs> that yet, or just through the generic internet um, or iTunes or whatever podcast mm-hmm. app that you use. What podcast app do you use? Uh, iTunes. Do you? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm an overcast guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're glad that you found us and we're glad that you're listening to us um, today. Megan, how are you, friend? I'm doing all right. Yeah? Yep. Good. Just, you got you know, the Wazoo shirt on. Uh, in in proud representation of, of my parents' alma mater, uh, not even your <laughs> alma mater, because you went to Western. But uh, I thought it was maybe a statement of maybe a political statement of start these schools back up or no. a football program. Nope. Let's go. Uh, it was like, just the shirt that was closest to clean. the top that <laughs> I wanted to wear. <laughs> also. Megan's boyfriend has a little connection to Wazoo. I've been seeing a lot more Wazoo gear in the last week and a half since she started COVID dating. You are Um, full of it. I'm not. I I wish I was making this up. I wish I was making this up. Uh, I'm not wearing Wazoo gear. I'm wearing a... You uh, look like professional. Button-up shirt and jeans <laughs> and on like a ninety-five shoes. degree day. Yeah. Yes, and here's the reason why I was telling you this, and then I thought I got to cut that story yeah. short because uh-huh. I had a chiropractor appointment. So that's why we're recording this a little bit later than we usually do. Not that you would know that, yeah. but um, Megan knows that. She's <laughs> very, very aware of that. Sorry about that. Um, and uh, do you ever go to the chiropractor? No. Okay. But I so should, probably should. You probably should. Uh, Great guy. Love him. And I, I feel like I, out of respect for him and his profession, having to touch bare feet, like if you're like laying on the table, I always wear socks. Now, sometimes I'll bring them with me or, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm not a, uh, I have to wear, I typically wear pants, even though it's 95 degrees out or whatever, yeah. because I want to, uh, you know, wear the default socks. And I do not do, um, very rarely the shoes with shorts sort of combo yeah. that our friend Chris Gell was known for. He would see me wearing my flip-flops with shorts and he would think that's ridiculous. You should never wear I didn't know that was a thing for him. And I would always look at him with his shorts and socks on his sh- and with the shorts and I'd say, that's ridiculous. You should never wear that. So <laughs> uh, for you, when you're wearing shorts, what is your prefer- preferred shoe wear or uh, what is appropriate? Do you have, like, a, do you have a preference? Is my there- preference is probably like sandals. Okay. Without socks or something. But you're willing to go both ways. But if I'm wearing like tennis shoes or something, I'm willing to wear socks. But I'll wear like the low cut, short ankle. Yeah, so that you can't see it. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Or like you just see the very top. Yeah. Yeah, I I know that I need to wear shoes more often in the summer because I wear flip flops every day of the Mm -hmm. week, and I know that that's not good for your like foot structure and. Mm Uh, but it is very hard to wear socks in in the summer for me. So <laughs> we have a little small intro there. Also, uh, something else that exciting that it, it happened. Yeah, um, let's hear it. Well, last night, so we found out, obviously, as all parents did, that school is going to start at home. Yep. So then we're trying to figure out with our life, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Has that changed for us? And so Kylie had this creative idea of what if we take one of the rooms in our house and and stuff all the three of the younger kids into one room and made this sort of a homeschool sort of room that mm-hmm. they only go into for school. So it feels like we're going somewhere or doing something, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that requires three of our kids to sleep in one room because, you know, we don't have this like gargantuan house. Yeah. And so in order to make that work, we had to get bunk beds 
to because nice. the room's only so big. And mm-hmm. so l- yesterday we she sold two of our previous beds on Craigslist, and uh-huh. we took that money and went to Costco and purchased a big day. A bi- oh, it was a big day. <laughs> this was at five thirty in the afternoon, Woo. right? Um, so we get to Costco and we get that it's a big old box mm-hmm. and we're wheeling it through the whole store. We're taking up people's ankles all over the place. <laughs> it's one of those we're coming through, get out of the way, that kind of thing. Right. Uh, and then, of course they put it in the very far back of the store. So you have the maximum amount of distance traveled to get to your vehicle. Then we get to the vehicle and we're, we're lifting it up and in. And I should say, Kylie, Kylie told me, make sure you ask somebody, she's going to go pull up the car. Make sure you ask somebody to come help us. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I was like, <laughs> Looking at it, I'm like, I don't want to inconvenience anybody else. We got this. <laughs> and she, so then she pulled up the car. She's like, where's the guy to help us? And I'm like, we got this. <laughs> we did not have that. I immediately had to go and ask somebody to help lift this thing in. And as we got it in, we realized we were about an inch and a half Ooh. short of any possible way of getting that box into our vehicle. Uh-oh. We had all the chairs down, but it wasn't a chair issue. It was like the angle, mm-hmm. the side thing. And so what do you think, what's your guess on what we did when our vehicle is not big enough to haul? Did you tie down the back hatch and just... No, no, no. It had nothing to do with going out the back. We couldn't get it into the the frame of the back. Got it. Got it. Got it. Right. Um, Did you take it out of the box? You betcha we did. (laughs) Like the rednecks that we are, we unpack that thing in front of the store. Mind it. you, they have portable bathrooms in the current loading zone. <laughs> so we're over in a handicapped parking mm-hmm. spot, taking up a spot that we shouldn't be in in the first place, mm-hmm. unboxing bunk beds Yep. with all the wrapper and all the foam uh-huh. and all the corners and just throwing it every which way, trying to fit these things in. <laughs> and then we have a giant leftover stash of what do we do with all of this stuff? <laughs> That I'm wheeling around going, where's your guys' dumpster? We don't have a dumpster. Where's your, you know, where's yeah. the recycling at? We don't do recycling. Oh my gosh. How does Costco not do cardboard recycling? Yeah, Are you kidding me? What is going on with life? Yeah. That feels like a real big red flag. I mean, I, if I get guilt, <laughs> listen, if I get guilt for not recycling in the Tri-Cities, like Tri-Cities garbage makes it so difficult to do so, then I would look at Costco and be like, shame on you. Shame on you. That's what I say to that. Um, so anyways, we, yeah. the long story of it, uh, short of it is we got it all home and, uh, Did set the up bunk beds, get up. I mean, you kind of had to, right? Your kids didn't have some- yeah. somewhere to sleep. Well, no, <laughs> Clyde slept on the floor last night okay, on a mattress okay. on the floor. Uh-huh. Um, but we were up until, uh, yeah, 1030. So uh, literally from the moment I got home after work yesterday, it was all bunk bed stuff until 1030 at night, wow. but it is up and my parents bought a bunk bed, uh, a month or so ago. Yeah. My mom got it online, but. They, cause my mom wanted a bunk bed in one of their like guest rooms for the grandkids. So yeah. They well, have, if like, you're in the market bed for now. bunk beds, do not go to Costco. Cause we got the last one. <laughs> Kylie marched to the back of the store, found the last one and refused to leave it. Like she's like, then she's calling me going, come over here. I got the last one. I'm not leaving this spot. <laughs> I it's love like it. that protective. Her determination. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Well, the problem was we had already sold the other yeah, two beds. So you and so we're like, well, we got to do something. I mean, gotta, so who's sleeping something. in the bunk beds? The twins? Um, I, so the plan is Grayson up top because he's the most um, agile and uh, can climb that ladder and get down and probably not roll off. Mm-hmm. Um, Joby could also climb the ladder and do that, but I don't think she's as enthralled with doing that. And then mm-hmm. so the plan is Joby and Clive in the bottom, which is like a full. Oh, okay. okay, yeah. So it's a twin on top, full mm-hmm. on bottom. 
um, which is still going to be tight quarters, mm-hmm. especially since uh, Clive's uh, uh, an early riser slash roller kicker slash mm-hmm. all the stuff. But, uh, you know, desperate times call for desperate measures. <laughs> so we'll see how it works. But Yeah. Cool. Very How exciting. was your week? Just, it was this the same. Just hung out and... Just quarantine similarity, huh? Yeah, just... I went swimming on Wednesday at my friend's pool. Um, played this game called Koob with... I've never heard of this it's game. It's like a... Card game? No, it's a lawn game. Oh, okay. So it's like a Scandinavian lawn game and you set up these wooden blocks yeah. like six feet away from each other and then you throw wooden dowels at them and try and knock them over. I We have that game. Yeah. We call it Stick Wacky. <laughs> I'm not kidding. We have well, that its game. actual name is Koob. No, the actual name is Stick Wacky. <laughs> I've had this game for 10 years. Koob. Let me tell you how this worked. Koob <laughs> played Stick Wacky and thought, well, we can't call it Stick Wacky because that's not going to look good on Amazon. Let's call it Koob. No. I'm, and we'll copyright it you. and we'll do it. And is there uh, one in the middle? It's like an eight ball that you can't knock over? Yeah. it's well, We call it the king, but yeah. Yeah, the king pen. Yep. Yep. yep that you can't knock over. Yep. You have to knock it over last. It's yeah. stick wacky. Well, I think that that's a name that your people made up because the name. <laughs> My uncle on... made him. He went to like. Yeah, some... I know. You, I have friends who have like a homemade set. Yeah. But you can also buy them. And yeah. when you buy them, it's called Kube. Just look for stick wacky. <laughs> Somebody's got to call it stick wacky. <laughs> so it's a fun game, was, though. It is really fun. It can be very weaponizing with, uh, I don't know how thick your dowels are. It's uh, <laughs> a fun question. <laughs> <laughs> oh man we just found a title for our our episode today bonus uh yeah um, um thick I mean, dowels. that bad I don't oh really know. ours like, are like solid wood like i mean they're oakish i don't yeah. know well i feel like homemade sets probably have thicker dowels than the like Go purchased on. sets <laughs> I can't take this seriously anymore. <laughs> so the problem is, like, typically we stand behind them as people yeah, are throwing mm-hmm. them, and then every once in a while, like, somebody just, just be aware. goes rogue and yeah. then throws that sucker pretty hard, and yeah. it can cause some damage. Yeah. So you got to be careful. Yeah, we played it at Leslie Gross. It was really fun. Fun. Some trees. And who all was there? Uh, my friends Brian and Melissa, uh-huh. and, and me, and my boyfriend. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Waiting for it. There it was. <laughs> That's exciting. Yep. All right. Well, uh, we had our friend Dave uh, do a little guest speaking for us on Sunday through a film session. My friend Dave Nelson. Dave's actually done the video film stuff for us the last four years in a row. He's been an external elder for us for quite a while. Typically, he comes into town because he speaks for a church in Seattle that drives over. We hang out for a few days, uh, and, and then he films and then goes home. This year was obviously a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, filmed it entirely in Kenosha, Wisconsin, where he hails from. <clears throat> the What do you call it? Vacation capital of the world or something like that? I think he did. So dumb. Where it's he the same joke from. every year. Same joke. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this. It's a metropolis mm. over here. Anyways. Um, <laughs> and uh, he uh, then also took a pano shot of his entire yeah. crowd in the audience. Cheering. I don't know. It felt a little like. A little forced. Yeah. Yeah. Like he had them like cheering yeah. and I was like, I don't know. That I that's think he was more excited about as... that than the people who were there. <laughs> yeah. They're all like, oh, we shouldn't be doing this. But uh. um, so uh, uh, whatever. Yeah. Um, it was good. Some big news came out. 
slightly big news came out yesterday uh, yeah. from Inslee's stuff about church things um, in that in this current phase, we can hold outdoor services for up to 100 people, which mm-hmm. previously was going to be more of a drive-in thing for our worship night. And now um, we can have 100 people outside of their vehicles Ooh. in distance, obviously, seats and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Um, so, and now we made that big announcement at the yep. end of service uh, on last week too, and um, September 13th in our- Tentatively uh, still. Te- a little, t- oh, yeah, asterisks there. We're yeah. still waiting on like the official email, but like mm-hmm. we've done all the hoop jump throughs. We really do. Th- we got the insurance statement. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, I'll be shocked and angry and frustrated <laughs> if we don't get this, but you know, what, whatever. Um, we don't own the parking lot, so we are yep. borrowing somebody else's property. Mm-hmm. So totally understand that. Uh, September 13th in the Uptown Theater parking lot. Yep. Mark your calendars. It's going to be seven o'clock at night, which is right at sunset. It'll be beautiful. Um, it's going to be awesome. And hopefully it'll be like not enormously hot weather yeah. um, and it'll be just a perfect evening to be able yeah. to come mm-hmm. see each other from afar wave in everybody's mm-hmm. faces and uh, and then go from there yeah. so um, yeah it'll be fun all right uh, thoughts from Dave's message he uh, he did a series or a talk on basically fear and courage and and operating with a semi modicum of fear in life because you have to obviously live with some levels of fear I mean that's the mm-hmm. problem that we have with our our two-year-old son right now is he has no levels of fear. We yep. wish he had more fear in life yep. of cars and hot things and um, uh, sticking his hand down fountains like that happened today. So trying to throw <laughs> rocks down somebody else's fountain, um, you know, like, hey, that should be, that's not good, buddy. Don't yeah. do that, you know? Um, so we are constantly praying for increased fears. Um, and he had some proverbs in there about seeing yep. fear from a long way off or, or seeing danger from a far Which away off. You used that. Things. That was just not that long ago, ago, right? Yeah. Part three of our mm-hmm. series. I, I use that exact same mm-hmm. uh, talk. Dave obviously hasn't been listening to our clearly. talks. Clearly his fault. <laughs> um, and then three big points, having the courage to stay when it feels easier to leave, uh, having the courage to ask for help, uh, then to pretend everything's okay, which is obviously a big one, especially I think in this mm-hmm. kind of time. Um, and then having the courage to speak up when it'd be easier to stay silent. Yep. Um, so all good things. Uh, what, what was some of your takeaways or thoughts on it that kind of helped make things solidified in your minds about the texts and the verses that he was. Yeah. He also kind of pulled from like, um, well, I don't know if he pulled it exactly, but I was reminded of the, like Joshua one nine, um, be strong and courageous for the Lord. Your God will be with you all of your days. Um, which is kind of a verse that has stuck with me through my life. And just the idea of like, yeah, we have fear and we have cautiousness and those things, but, um, when, and like, we shouldn't necessarily get rid of that. Those are valid emotions to have, but when we like partner with God in those, then it's a lot easier to work through those fears and work through those scary things. And like, I know when I look back at my life, the scariest things that I've ever done have also been the best things that I've ever done. Um, just like taking those risks and making like, you know, making those scary moves out on faith. And, um, so yeah, it's kind of, those are kind of my big takeaways of like, um, like knowing like the call, right. Or knowing what we should be moving towards. And then like the difference between knowing that and actually doing it and, um, stepping out in courage as like, okay, I've been asked to do this. So now I need to go do it. Yeah. I think. Yeah. 
I I uh, thought in the, in the first one, I know that there's always people who want to push back and be like, oh, don't encourage people to stay when it would definitely be better to leave. Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, and I understand that. I, I think that uh, obviously Dave would himself would caveat that. It still sounds like gambler language too, like <laughs> the guy who just <laughs> refuses to get up from the blackjack yeah. table. Uh, it's got it's cost me more to, to leave than to stay. Anyways, because mm-hmm. um, I'm going to hit the next one. The next one's going to be right. Anyways. Uh, but a lot of times in abusive relationships or whatever, I, I think that, that, that would go without saying it was, it was more of a, we kind of default sometimes to pushing those things, these exceptions mm-hmm. to the front without actually dealing with the reality of, yeah, but a higher percentage of the time, um, we live in a convenient society and I will bail on this uh, relationship or this thing or this mm-hmm. commitment when it's easier, convenient to, for me to do so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's probably a bigger kind of issue or uh, awareness. And then in point three, uh, the speak up when it's easier to stay silent piece, um, his, uh, the big thing that I, I uh, loved about that one was his talk about how, when sitting down with somebody and challenging them when it would be easier to just not ruin the relationship and risk the friendship um, because you're going to say these words, but having those words of, hey, I'm going to try and help you avoid a shipwreck here, mm-hmm. right? Um, that, I don't know if it's that, those words or that imagery or whatever, but um, avoiding the shipwreck, I, I feel like it's my obligation as as your friend slash maybe for me in my role as your pastor mm-hmm. to be like, we got we to gotta talk through some things uh, in this way. And then truth plus tact plus timing equals and leads to uh, transformation. Yeah. And, th- and the final point that I loved and, and we, you you laughed as this, as he delivered this, he talked about the story of, um, his wife, um, getting the letter from her dad when she found herself engaged to somebody that was kind of, of questionable character ish. Uh, and the dad said, Hey, he decided to have some tact and timing it and, mm-hmm. and speak up when it'd be easier to say silent and say, I don't think you should get married. I don't think you're in the right spot to be able to do so. Yeah. And, and Dave answered in these words of, um, uh, you know, your dad wrote this letter to you that says you're dating a dandelion when a rose is right around your future. And that being obviously, <laughs> In Dave's proposal himself. Yeah. And I I lost it because it's so Dave. It's this line that he's had prepared. Mm-hmm. And it would not be beyond him to have come up with that line first. And then created a and whole. And then create an entire message <laughs> around that line. You asked, you, you thought, you thought that perhaps my reaction was a 10 when the joke deserved probably a seven. And well, I knew I, I 100% Dave, you were laughing at him. I'm totally laughing at him. I literally texted with him, him during the message. And I said, my word, that's freaking hilarious. Nice, nice line. Knowing full well that there is a high percentage chance he got came up with that and then thought, how do I write a message around this yeah, uh-huh. and get this delivered? Yeah. <laughs> um, and just the way that he did it was was brilliant. So uh, yeah, those are my those are my brief takeaways on that. Mine, I have a lot here, but it was mostly just like notes, so I remembered what he was talking yeah. about. Yeah, but um, kind of just said the ones that I was kind of thinking about and just the stepping out and like I don't know. I think too in this time the the point number two is is perhaps one of the more relevant ones of having the courage to ask for help and, and then to pretend everything's okay. Um, we are obviously living in a more mm-hmm. disconnected life than we probably ever have in terms of face to face. I mean, you're more connected in maybe maybe like technology wise, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and on Facebook, but it's like a, obviously an image presentation of what we're trying to present as a, as everything's fine. And, but the, you know, the reality of behind the camera or behind the phone or behind the, whatever, uh, things are a bit rough. And, uh, I've had many multiple conversations with people who, uh, would come and say, just things are pretty tough right now. And in my mind, I'm thinking, really? I mean, you wouldn't know it by Mm -hmm. everything I'm hearing from you. And that's the only 
avenue that I have right now to see you and to know you is what you're putting out there into kind of the world. And Mm -hmm. far be it for me to like criticize you for painting a rosy picture. Everybody does that. Um, And so it's really hard to perhaps in this time have the conversations and it, and it, and it's hard to also put out the negative stuff because then it feels like you're fishing for compliments or not compliments, but uh, encouragements like, yeah, or mm-hmm. um, whatever. And so it's just really a reminder that social media sucks and um, <laughs> and is not a great way to yeah. like actually connect with people. It's fine. I, I like it to update me on your new house and your new dog mm-hmm. and uh, you know the fun stuff that you're doing. But like in actual relationship, let's not kid ourselves and to think that that's. Uh, really any any sort of substantial relationship yeah. whatsoever. And I so. think the asking for help thing is like in in our social media culture is very hard to do now. And so like, and so having those people in your life that you can ask help yeah. from is really important um, when you are struggling and when you do need something. And I think the reason it, it is even harder now is because we have become so aware of the people who are so desperate for attention mm-hmm. that they ask and they do this publicly. Mm -hmm. And we think then asking somebody personally equates to that level of desperation Mm -hmm. or I don't want to, I don't like having that friend on my feed. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be that friend for somebody else. Yeah. And figuring out the difference between that is literally a desperate call for attention. And this is literally, I need help because it's, everybody needs help at some point. I mean, we're all, we're all broken and working through things. And so finding those relationships and not having to live in the fear of, I don't want to be a drain on, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer for this relationship. I don't want it to, you to feel like even sometimes that you owe me anything. I think a lot of times the counseling that I've been doing recently with people has been, I just want you to hear my thoughts, my thought process. Don't tell me what to do. Um, but here's the thought process that are going on in my mind with all of the events and the relationships and the dysfunction that I'm experiencing. Here's what I think about it. Am I crazy for thinking of that? Like, it's not validation necessarily, but it's like, I I just want to voice it because I've Mm -hmm. been processing through it and I don't have as many sounding boards on a personal level as I usually do in my life. And so I'm curious if I'm, if I'm, like operating this level of self-deception of I am, I'm blinded to my own ignorance on how I'm dealing with this. So I just need another voice to be like, and I I think you should have those types of people and those types of friendships. And I hope that you do. Yeah. Uh, And and it's hard because you invest in those relationships more. Like when we are just technology, you can hide a lot of your pain. Like when you see someone face to face that, you know, really well, you can tell very quickly, at least I can tell really quickly if something's going on. Yeah. I may not be able, like I might not know exactly what it is, but I can tell something's going on. And then I ask different questions, right? Uh-huh. But if I'm only seeing you via social media or via Zoom every once in a while, I don't have that ability to like look you in the eye and say, what's going on? Yeah. Um. When like you, something's happening, you need to tell me now. Yeah. And so it's like, which means it's more important for us to be asking and sharing right. and like divulging our pain to the people that we trust because they're not, they just won't have the capacity to see it as much right now in this time. And so when, so you need to be courageous enough to ask for that help mm-hmm. and like, and courageous enough to trust the people who you've let into that circle to step up and stand in and hold you up when you need it. And that's the other part. If you're already in crisis mode and you're looking for something like that from a friendship standpoint, mm-hmm. how do I get that from a friendship standpoint? You, that is a withdrawal from an from a relationships that you have been investing into for a while, 
right? Otherwise it's bankrupt. Otherwise there's no money in the account. There's no funds in there. And so therefore it is, it feels shallow. You get to know me. Let's do coffee. Let's hang out. Mm -hmm. Great. Then we meet and all of a sudden you're dumping or expecting some sort of relational connection with me that like you, we haven't invested. Like we don't know each other all that well. I'm not saying you and I, I'm I'm saying in general. Um, Universally, and, and you, you want something from me. Now I see, oh, this is a transaction. Mm-hmm. You've come to make a withdrawal of sympathy or empathy from me. Mm-hmm. And there's, and this is, that was the whole purpose of this relationship. Um, so my encouragement to you, how, if you're looking for that and saying, how do I get those kind of fr- friendships or relationships or, or, you know, it, it is going to be, you need to pre-decide a long time ahead of time to be investing into yep. a lot of different things so that when those times come, you have funds in the account to be able to go and withdraw from. Yep. Otherwise you're going to bank out that account. They might give you the time of day that time. Uh, and then they're going to stop. They're going to start screening your phone calls and not return the phone calls. It's going to be awkward and, you know, and then it just ruins it for everybody. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and depending on their level of, uh, not kindness, it's not right, right word, but boundaries yep. per, per mm-hmm. se, because some people might continue to say yes, but they're like the whole time hating being around you. <laughs> that sucks too. <laughs> or they're going to have good boundaries and be like, uh, no, I don't have time for that. Yep. Sorry. This is a one-sided relationship and, mm-hmm. um, uh, I'm not into that. So, yeah. So much, so much detail there. There's so much that I, that's like the tip of the iceberg for uh, a lot of relational dynamics of, uh, of, uh, need and connection and all that stuff. But anyways, um, yeah. okay. Um, let me think. I, I, you, I, that's it for me for yeah. message stuff. Anything else for you? No, that was it for me. Okay. I thought it was really timely in this time of fear and He's always a good communicator. Yeah. I like Dave. He's mm-hmm. pretty solid. He he always does the uh, typical crowd involvement in terms of he'll show. Uh, this time it was, um, what was it, the beginning? Cartoons? Oh, and, oh, shoot. Yes? No. I don't remember what it was. He always does like, yeah. here's a pic. Here's no, a no, no, no. It was like 90s presidents. tunes or 2000 music Oh, music. music that's or what it was. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you call it? Earworms. earworms. Yeah. I love you. Like the idea of earworm is like really amazing to me. Do you know what that? Have you heard I, that well, word? I thought it was like this condition. I've seen, you know, <laughs> earwigs and I thought maybe they had worms too. Like, <laughs> you got these bees that now you have the, what are the murder bees or whatever, murder hornets. Yeah. So I thought maybe earwigs had uh, earworms <laughs> and I, now I'm like, God, 2020 is just getting worse. <laughs> we have earworms now. No, uh. it's a, it's the phenomenon of when a song gets stuck in your head. Yeah. Generally speaking, it's just like a line or a chorus or whatever. It's not even a whole song. Yeah. And then it's just like playing over and over and over and over. Yeah. So King George Hamilton. Yeah. 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 That you'd have been humming that, that for yeah. forever. Yeah. Yeah. I get earworms a lot. Yeah. So. Uh, all right. Yeah. Say something interesting. Yeah. I believe I went first I last think week. I don't remember. We should actually tie this up. So whoever opens. Also, because we switch off the opening oh, uh, every yeah, week, uh-huh. then they have to go first or second, however you yeah. want to do it. I don't really care. What, what do you want? Let's decide right here and now. <laughs> Let's have whoever opens go second. Okay. So you go first. Okay. Um, so have you, are you familiar with ASMR? Uh-huh. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, yeah, you have YouTube kids. Like, yeah, exactly. You have preteens. You have to be uh, careful with that you do. with teens, but yes. Yeah. Um. So it is... Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. Yep. That's its like official name. And it's become popular on YouTube in oh, the past couple of years. popular, yeah. Um, and I was like doing some like research on it. And apparently some people have like, so they'll have like a visual experience or an auditory experience. And then like whatever happens in their brain, it triggers a like really intense, um, like pleasant 
response, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily sexual or anything like that. It's just like it makes them have this like really goosebumps. Yeah, it's like Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm I'm like I'm interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, and it can be for a lot of people. It's visual. A lot of people. It's auditory. Um, but YouTube has taken off. They get, I mean, probably like podcast mics, kind of like ours, but they get these really intense mics. And then the most popular ones are people like eating things. That's so weird. Yeah. And so they just like eat really loudly into the microphone. Um, and like, it doesn't, for me, it doesn't like make me happy or whatever. Right. right? It also, but I know some people who are like, I cannot stand listening to this. It just like nails on a chalkboard. It also doesn't do that for me. It's just kind of like in the middle ground somewhere, but, um, it is like a really interesting to me phenomenon of, and apparently people also will like brush their hair or like, there's like soft noises and like loud noises and like and, eating soup. And if soup this is the first time you've like ever crunching. heard of this, then you're asking the question in your mind. So what you're saying is people <laughs> get a laptop on their lap, on the computer yep. or whatever. They sit down and they watch people brushing their hair. Or yes. They watch people eating food. Yes. On YouTube. Yes. And that's exactly and it, what we're saying. And it's like, I think for those ones, it's the noise. So it's like they have a really strong microphone that they're doing this into. And so you like hear really clearly all of the noise that's happening. But I know I read this article today about this woman and she had the experience watching like NASA space videos or like, like those kinds of things. She would have the ASMR experience. Um, But it's like a fairly newly discovered phenomenon. And so like there isn't a lot of research about it yet. And Yeah. yeah, so I... I was watching a like try not to video and they had an ASMR thing. Yeah. And I think she was eating candy, like a candy hairbrush. I hope it was candy anyway. Because she was eating a hairbrush. And oh, what? I was like What is this? <laughs> like a like a sucker in the shape of a hairbrush? I think it was like a you know like gummy? No, it was definitely crunchy, like a sugar candy. Like, in the shape of a hairbrush? Yeah, in the shape of a hairbrush. Anyway, it was weird. That in particular was weird, but like... Yeah, you said that the first time as if I was just supposed to nod and be like, that's totally normal. <laughs> they do some... They like have some weird ones. Yeah, be careful. Real. It's a rabbit yeah, hole it that is can a get rabbit real hole. odd. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's ASMR. Gotcha. That's my interesting thing. My something interesting is that uh, the show Hard Knocks premieres this evening. Uh, that's the one where they follow NFL training camps Got it. and they pick a different team each year. What team is it this year? It is a combination of the uh, Chargers, mm-hmm. the LA Chargers and the Rams, Ooh. which they just did the Rams a couple of years ago. Uh, but uh, they got, they're like kind of doing a dual combo. Plus I think that most of their obviously film teams are stationed in LA yep. mm-hmm. and therefore this was the least amount of travel and the most amount of control for mm-hmm. COVID c- uh, concerns. In fact, we were curious, they really hadn't publicized too much about it. Uh, I think they were trying to figure out, A, are we going to have an NFL season? Mm-hmm. Is there going to be training camps? What's going to be allowed? How, what kind of footage? I mean, obviously it's going to be very, very different. So I say all that because it is going to be, we love the show. Kyle and I like set aside time. We'll, we'll watch it this evening, the night it comes out. Mm-hmm. Like that's how, how much we like it. Um, and, uh, it, it'll be, it, it's on HBO and I think it's an hour long. Usually the soundtracks are awesome and, um, it's super good. So there cool. you go. Check Exciting. it out. And, uh, yeah. All right, that'll do it for uh, this week's episode. A couple of things to promo before we get mm-hmm. going. We just finished up, uh, is, the, uh, is this how we conversation, the uh, 
uh, can you beat, are you smarter than Nisa? Like, that's yeah. what we called mm-hmm. it with Kylie versus Meg and Megan mm-hmm. versus Kylie. And mm-hmm. um, this week we're going to change it up again and do a game called, uh, should we announce the game? Sure. Should we should, right? Yeah. yeah. Cameo over under is what we're calling People it. People can do research, I guess. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> if you're not familiar with Cameo, it's a website where A, B, and C list celebrities can go and sell. Probably not as many A. Not like very many B, C, A. C, They're very D expensive. List. Yeah. B, C, and D list. That's probably more appropriate. <laughs> sell an opportunity for you to hire them to make a one minute video wishing your friend a happy birthday or happy anniversary or just, you know, life in general. Mm-hmm. And they set, the, here's the key part of it. These celebrities, I, that's in that's in quotation marks, celebrities <laughs> um, set their own prices. Yes. And so you get a chance to guess how much you think uh, Brendan Fraser requires or asks for a minute of his time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're going to play a game where you are going to submit, uh, or is she going to do it for you? I can't. She's doing it for me this okay. week, I think, right? So Kylie's going to pick some celebrities, mm-hmm. then she's going to set a number, and then you have to guess if it is over, over her under. set number or under that mm-hmm. set number. Um, so you're going to, you know, you can do some research. There's thousands yeah. of celebrities, so there's no way you, you know, really could study and know exactly who it could be, <laughs> but, uh, we'll, uh, we'll do categories. They have yeah. categories on there and it, it'll be fun. So yeah. fun little game. Uh, and then we'll reverse it and you'll do it for Kylie mm-hmm. on the following week. And as I mentioned earlier, September 13th is our worship night in the parking lot here at the Uptown Theater. Uh, be sure to download if our app, if you have not already done so, on Google Play or Apple Store. Um, just search East Lake Tri-Cities. Make sure you allow notifications. We promise not to bombard you with a bunch of stuff, but we are going to uh, close down our text service um, here in the next couple of weeks and uh, f- shift everything over to that mm-hmm. app side of things. Uh, the app will have a place you can watch the live stream within the app, previous talks, as well as this podcast, and yeah. all the good things will come from that. All right, that'll do it for today's episode of Say Something Interesting. Thanks for making it happen, yes. Megan. Thanks for listening, everybody else. We'll see you back yeah. next week as we launch a brand new series. I forgot yeah. to promo that. A new teaching series, and I'm back. I'm speaking this weekend called uh, Either Or, a series on decisions. Nice. So week one of that. Bye. Have fun playing stick wacky in the park. <laughs> Megan. Coob. Stick wacky. We'll see you next week. <laughs>